Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. All right, so the Department of Justice has acknowledged the legitimacy of Hunter Biden's infamous laptop. Amazing. Which obviously means that the DOJ is part of uh, the Russian misinformation. This is the first time that they have acknowledged it. In a Tuesday court filing yesterday, and I have read through it. I have it here. I have, it's a 52-page, 52-page document that the DOJ filed in the case on Hunter Biden's gun charges. On the gun charges. Not the tax stuff, not acting as a foreign agent or anything like that. This is just the gun charge. Yesterday's court filings came in response to Biden's request, Hunter Biden's request, to have his federal firearm charges dismissed. And in these documents, the investigators acknowledged the legitimacy of the data found on Biden's laptop prior to the 2020 election. The court filings described how IRS and FBI investigators had obtained a search warrant for tax violations on Biden, leading them to various backup data accounts. Why is this important? Well, if you well, if you follow me on Twitter, you see some of these arguments I get into with the leftist Moonbat Brigade, right? Um, they uh, they to this day deny the legitimacy of the Hunter Biden laptop, and they usually make a claim about chain of custody issues. They make this claim that the guy who ran the computer shop obviously could have doctored. The hard drive could have done stuff to it, even though there is zero evidence that that occurred. And in fact, all of the evidence has been that it did not occur. And so they always rely on this argument that, oh, we're not really sure somebody Giuliani, his name usually pops up in their fevered dreams as well about having some sort of a role in in hacking the computer and changing the data or whatever. Did not happen. The laptop was turned over to the FBI. A copy of it was retained by the computer store owner because he was afraid of what might happen to him if he did not have some sort of an insurance policy. Good thing he did because they came after him, right? They came after him and they said that uh, this thing did not exist. And had it not been for his copy, that would have been the end of the story. And think of all of the other stories that came out of the information that was discovered on that laptop, right? We would not have had all of the corroboration for the bank accounts, the meetings, the emails that Hunter Biden was engaged in this influence peddling operation for years and years and years. He kept records of it all. I don't care about the nude pictures he took of himself, except to say Some of them incriminate him in the international sex trafficking 
operations, those investigations that were going on, which was the, uh, the original uh, entry point for the IRS. That's where they first realized that one of the people in this web was Hunter Biden. Because he was hiring these prostitutes and that was where they were tracing the money around that operation. And that's where they came in contact with Hunter Biden. Right. So, yes, that should be explored. The other pictures, the stuff that people, the the purient stuff, like I don't I have no interest in that. I don't care. But that's also one of the lines that uh, the leftists will use in order to uh, hand wave away the accusations they'll say oh you just want to see hunter biden's nude pics like uh, trust me that is the last thing i want to see well actually there's some other there are, no there are some other things i could probably say i would not want to see more but um i don't want to see them i never have it doesn't matter to me what matters to me is that the information on the laptop would never have been known had he not left it at that computer shop so if you are able if as a leftist or as like the doj if you're able to quash the laptop then everything that came out of that we would never have known and remember one of the emails on the laptop talked about how they were running the money through all of these different llcs or like two uh, two dozen different llcs that hunter biden controlled he and his partners and there was a comment made in one of the emails that said it'll be a decade before they ever trace all of this stuff through because if you don't have the laptop Right, you, 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 It's harder to make those connections from the outside because you don't know what you're looking for in the universe of all bank accounts. So the DOJ has never come out and publicly said that this was actually legitimate. In August of 2019, right, so during the presidential campaign, August of 2019, pre-COVID, IRS and FBI investigators got a search warrant for tax violations for Hunter Biden's, not laptop, his Apple iCloud account. In response to that warrant, the following month, September 2019, Apple produces backups of data from various of the defendant's electronic devices that he had backed up to his iCloud account. This is from the court filing from the DOJ. Investigators also later came into possession of the defendant's Apple MacBook Pro, which he had left at a computer store. A search warrant was also obtained for his laptop, and the results of the search were largely duplicative of information investigators had already obtained from Apple. There's your corroboration. His iCloud had the same information. Following the initial report, this is, by the way, a piece at the Daily Caller by Haley Gomez. Following the initial report on Biden's laptop from the New York Post, backlash from Democrat officials, various media outlets and social media platforms ensued. Democrat operatives and their allies attempted to cast the findings from the laptop as Russian disinformation and alleged that reporting on it was a form of pro-Trump election interference that prompted a letter released by 51 former intelligence officials who falsely claimed that the content on biden's laptop appeared to be or it had all the hallmarks of a russian information operation right everything was russian all those russians and remember 
they had already wargamed this out in what they call you know, tabletop exercises, where it's not like a real thing, but we're going to pretend it's a real thing and we're going to get people to react and respond as if it was a real thing to test responses. And this was done at an Aspen Institute exercise where they brought in tech companies, journalists, uh, military and intelligence officials, and they, they, they ran these tabletop exercises. And they, you know, just, just for example, we're just spitballing. We're just going to make up uh, a, a fake scandal uh, that the Russians, like a Russian disinformation operation. And let's just say, oh, it's a laptop from Hunter Biden that somebody has uh, that, that uh, and they put out this information that there was a Hunter Biden laptop and it has all this crazy information in it. And they're doing this in order to, you know, to interfere in the election. How do you respond? Right. So they seeded the field. They wanted all of these people in these industries to already know to kind of be on the lookout for something. And then just to make sure, right, they sent a warning through uh, government uh, agents to the tech industry because they had set up all of their channels. I don't even want to call them back channels because they were direct channels, right? They're on Slack channel together, whatever. They're on messenger apps and stuff. And they're texting each other and uh, and emailing each other. And they're like, hey, this 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 Russian disinformation thing we think is about to happen. And lo and behold, the laptop drops because they knew the New York Post was working on it because the New York Post had tried to get confirmation, tried to get statements and comments, so they knew it was coming. So now they've watered the field. You just got to give it time to grow. You throw out some of the military leaders. This looks like Russia disinformation. And all of the big tech companies start censoring and suppressing the story because we don't want to help the Russians influence our election. We're patriots. Sites like Politico claimed the story was false by using the former Intel officials' letters. Heck, Joe Biden called the laptop contents Russian disinformation during his campaign. He used the letter as support of that uh, of that defense. But it means that the rumors of Russian interference circled before the FBI reportedly knew that the contents within Biden's laptop, were real. They knew. While the rumors of the Russian interference circled, the FBI knew the contents were legit. But they let the rumors swirl. Um, okay, yeah, let's start. Yeah, all right, hey, Ed, what's going on? Well, I remember, I recall that... Uh when when Obama was still president, he was at a meeting apparently, and where a Putin representative was. And after the meeting, he rushed over to the representative, and he kind of spoke very close to him, and was caught by a reporter. And uh, what uh, Barack Obama said was, "Tell Putin, I'll have more flexibility after the election." That he actually so told that keep, but, but, huh? he actually told that to the then president of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev, um, who was yeah, sort of like the proxy president. president. Yeah, and he said, and yeah. they they were at a meeting. They're sitting in the chairs, and there's a hot mic moment where Obama doesn't know he's got he's getting recorded, 
And he kind of, he leans over and he was like, yeah, tell him I'll have more flexibility after the election. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so why are they looking at Trump for this? Well, because that's where the, the, because that's what they paid for. They you know they they paid for the Steele dossier to develop this information that he had you know paid the hookers with the uh, in the Moscow hotel room, and they created this uh, this elaborate hoax, and then they fed it to the media, and yeah, they which is like the and that's how bad of a candidate Hillary Clinton was that she had to do all of these things in order to try to make sure that she won. And, and in the end, she still couldn't. In the end, had she just gone to Wisconsin, she might have actually won. Yeah. Hey, you're great. And I appreciate the call, man. Thanks. All right, take it easy. Um, no, I mean, that's the kicker of it. She, like, that's how terrible of a candidate Hillary Clinton was. And a campaigner. Just awful. Um, so the Daily Caller piece here, and by the way, I do have the, uh, the Hunter Biden, the, the filings in the, the gun charge case. I'm going to get into that after the news. But this is the key to remember. And if you're listening to this program, chances are you already know the name Tony Bobolinsky. You've known it for years, right? Just like Hunter Biden did until he, you know, I don't know who that guy is. But he was one of the business associates. And the FBI knew that the contents within Biden's laptop were real due to an interview with Tony Bobolinsky. The agency had previously interviewed him in October of 2020 after the report broke in which he confirmed the authenticity of the laptop's contents, noting that he had additional records on multiple cell phones. You'll recall also this was corroborated by the IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley, confirming the authenticity of the laptop during testimony last June. So these new filings, the new filings where they finally authenticate, corroborate, they finally say, yes, the laptop is legit. They came in response to the investigation into Hunter Biden's gun charges, which his legal team tried to argue back in December should be dismissed. Biden got indicted in September on three federal gun charges after he had allegedly illegally purchased a revolver as he was battling a drug addiction. He pleaded not guilty to the charges in October, but he could potentially face up to 25 years in prison. Right, And you'll recall that he ended up pleading not guilty and fighting the gun charges because the sweetheart plea deal fell apart under just the briefest the, the, the surface-level scrutiny of a judge in the case who asked a couple of questions and realized this is utter garbage, and the whole thing blew up. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here either. Hang on a second. Stan says, Pete, are you okay? You keep reading all this stuff we don't want to read for us so we don't have to. At some point, I worry that it's going to take its toll on your mental health. Just checking to see if you're okay. If you need someone to talk to, we're all here and ready to listen. We appreciate you sacrificing yourself for all of us. Uh, see, here's the, here's the, well, let me, I'll say it like this. There's a joke, like never argue politics with a political science major, because at some point you realize they enjoy it. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, uh, it's a gift I have. I don't know why I, I am immune to this kind of stuff. Usually sometimes it does get the better of me. Sometimes like, Oh, this is terrible. And that's when I know like 
nobody is going to be interested in this. If I'm not interested in it, then like at a policy level or, you know, political level, whatever, if I, like, if I'm growing bored of the content, then I, I'm usually pretty certain everybody else has long since turned the dial, you know? Um, Bill in Mooresville says, uh, Pete, so I guess that the Houthis are on uh, double secret probation. That's, that's it. Double secret probation. The worst kind. Um, all right. Let me get to this, uh, this court filing. Again, this is from the, this is the DOJ response to Hunter Biden's uh, lawyers trying to get the gun charges dismissed. And their argument, this is, all right, I'm going to tell you, it's kind of nuts. Their argument is that the prosecution, the charging of Hunter Biden, is selective and vindictive in its prosecution. It is a selective and vindictive prosecution, and it is a breach of the separation of powers. That's their argument. So here's the response. The United States, and this is from David Weiss, the U.S. Attorney's Office, right? The one that offered the sweetheart deal to Hunter Biden in the first place. Now, the Hunter Biden people are saying, you're this is selective, vindictive prosecution because uh, because I'm the president's son. Hey, what? It's bizarre. The United States respectfully opposes defendant Robert Hunter Biden's motion to dismiss for selective and vindictive prosecution and breach of separation of powers. His motion is meritless and should be denied for the following reasons. First, the defendant contends that the indictment returned in this matter by a grand jury is a selective prosecution without any evidentiary support, much less clear evidence as his burden requires. The defendant claims that the executive branch selectively brought charges against him because Mr. Biden is, quote, politically affiliated with his father, the sitting president, and a candidate for re-election. However, he produces no evidence to support his allegation that the executive branch, led by his father, President Biden, and its DOJ, led by the attorney general, uh, appointed by his dad, authorized prosecution by the U.S. attorney and special counsel of their choosing for an improper political purpose. He's pr- he provided no evidence of that. The defendant must prove by clear evidence both discriminatory effect and discriminatory purpose in order to support his argument, but he doesn't even try. The defendant fails to prove discriminatory effect because he did not identify any similarly situated person who was not prosecuted. Right? If you're going to make the argument that you're being picked on, you got to show some example of somebody else in the same situation that got to skate. Well, I guess he could have pointed to himself prior to the collapse of the of the plea deal. But um, so he's provided no uh, no evidence there. Further, he hasn't established a discriminatory purpose because none of the politicians that he reads on Truth Social. <laughs> I'm not kidding approved the indictment and tweets by political opponents of the president did not cause current executive branch officials to seek an indictment of the president's son. Such claims are implausible. Missing from his motion is an earnest attempt to identify a similarly situated person as his burden requires. The strength of the evidence against him is overwhelming. After his then-girlfriend discovered and discarded his gun, and after he became aware that local authorities had seized the gun, along with a speed loader and ammo, 
And after Hunter announced his awareness of a federal investigation of him back in 2020, the defendant chose to author a book a year later and sell it in which he made countless incriminating statements about his years-long drug usage, including during the time period that he purchased and possessed the gun. He recounted his interaction with a drug dealer who pointed a gun at him, um, and that's what prompted him to buy the gun for himself. Investigators also obtained messages from his Apple iCloud account in which he discussed buying thousands of dollars worth of crack, while he also took videos of himself weighing crack and smoking it. Furthermore, a chemist was able to confirm the presence of cocaine residue on the brown leather pouch in which he stored the gun. They literally have him coke-handed. Right? I would say it's a snorting gun. But then again, it could be a smoking gun. If it was crack cocaine, if it was crack residue, that could be the smoking gun. Literally. The charges in this case are not trumped up or because of former President Trump. They are instead a result of the defendant's own choices and were brought in spite of, not because of, any outside noise made by politicians. The defendant cannot prevail on his selective prosecution claim because he does not identify any individual who chose to make similar choices but was not prosecuted. That's just the first takedown of their arguments. They call the next claim absurd, that this is some sort of a vindictive prosecution. Because David Weiss, who served as U.S. attorney during the Obama-Biden administration, got nominated by President Trump, and then kept on by the defendant's dad, right, that somehow or another David Weiss got forced to bring charges at the behest of President Trump. think Think of the insanity here. Even though the defendant had not yet committed his gun crimes, somehow President Trump predicted that he would. And so that's why he put David Weiss in or kept David Weiss on, because he predicted that there would be gun charges. I know this is insane. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out one of their arguments is that david weiss who was an obama era appointment who then got continued over by trump and then continued over by joe biden was somehow taking orders from donald trump via truth social somehow or another like he was like a sleeper cell or something (laughs) for trump (laughs) Left with the inconvenient truth of trying to explain how this could happen during the Biden administration, the defendant, Hunter Biden, suggests that evil motives are lurking deep within the Department of Justice and he's being punished for the perceived sins of his father, the sin of opposing Mr. Trump's election to the presidency. So he's he's saying there's a deep state, but it's Trump's deep state. The defendant conspiracy theory is not 
is not the, quote, evidence on steroids, end quote, that he contends it is. Contrary to his assertion, he has not established that the special counsel appointed by and serving at the pleasure of President Biden and his attorney general is punishing the the defendant for the perceived sins of his father. This theory is a fiction designed for a Hollywood script, which I take as a shot at Hunter Biden's um, sugar brother, what's the guy's name, Morris or something, one of his lawyers, the guy that's been like spending all the money to bail him out of all of his excesses, the guy that got photographed, you know, ripping bong tokes off of the balcony, that lawyer guy out in California, sat next to him when they crashed the uh, congressional hearing. So then they tried to make an argument about the aggravating conduct and all this stuff, and they provided statistics. The uh, the the defense or yeah, the defense attorneys they tried to say, look at all these statistics, and you've got prohibited persons and aggravating conduct. And they showed all these stats, and so the the government, the DOJ says, well, even if there were no aggravators at issue in this case, which there are, the statistics, the charts provided by the defendant show that half of the offenders. In America, prosecuted as prohibited persons did not engage in aggravating conduct. He did. He, he had aggravating conduct. The defendants claim that powerful statistics show selective enforcement against him is powerfully belied by the statistics themselves that he provided. He gave stats that show the exact opposite of what he claims. The evidence of the, of the defendant's drug usage in this case is not limited to a single post-arrest statement. The defendant used crack cocaine um, while in possession of the firearm. The defendant is far older, has enjoyed far greater privileges in terms of his education, opulent lifestyle, economic opportunities that other defendants he cited as reasons for him to have his charges dropped. He's like, look at all these people. They were selectively you know, uh, prosecuted. I'm like, no, 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 no. Dude, you, you, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Finally, the defendant contends that he has set forth enough facts to support an, interf- or an inference of discriminatory effect. But that's the wrong standard. He has to support his claims with, quote, clear evidence. That's the law. The defendant fails to meet his burden because he failed to identify a single similarly situated person who was not prosecuted. <laughs> in other words... Everybody else with the exact same circumstances have been prosecuted, which is what we have been saying when you guys at the DOJ cut the sweetheart deal. Finally, the defendant provides zero evidence of any kind of disparate treatment of similarly situated members of an opposing political party. He fails to acknowledge that his prominence in the community is a factor that can be considered by the government. The defendant's argument for discriminatory purpose is focused entirely on Donald Trump, Republicans in Congress. That was another thing, right? The def- like, he's, he's blaming Trump and members of Congress. But it, Donald Trump's not the president anymore. They, they, and the DOJ says that. Because Trump sent out a tweet, where's Hunter, on October 12, 2019. And they, Hunter points to this as proof that this is selective enforcement targeted the defendant fails to explain how his messages on his own laptop and iCloud obtained in September 2019 were somehow caused by Trump's tweet the following month <laughs> what you 
you did your bad behavior before Trump ever sent out the tweet. Trump said, where's Hunter? A month after you lied on your federal form to purchase the gun when you were addicted to crack. Oh, and by the way, the legislative branch has no control over how we are prosecuting you. And you want us, you want the court to step in and say there's some sort of separation of, uh, of powers and in doing so violate a separation of power. 